Good morning and welcome to Jew in the City Speaks with your host, Allison Josephs, also known as Jew in the City. We talk a lot about representation on this show. We talk a lot about Jewish depictions in Hollywood. We've touched a little bit on Jewish depictions on Broadway as well. Um, as we're thinking about how Jews have just been misunderstood, misframed in this conversation that the world seems to be having around diversity, inclusion, representation, um, someone caught my eye recently on uh, on Instagram. Um, she is an actress uh, named Jennifer Apple. Um, she hails from New York. Uh, she originated the role of Anna in the 10-time Tony Award-winning band's visit first national tour and has performed at regional theaters um, all over the country. Shakespeare, she's also appeared um, in TV on Law and Order SVU and uh, New Amsterdam. Um, but that's not what caught my attention. What caught my attention was that she joined this conversation that we've been having um, and went a bit viral about the casting of um, the lead actress in the show Funny Girl. Um, the part is a, a Jewish woman, a real life woman um, who was the lead in the show. And um, the part was just cast uh, to be played by a non-Jewish woman. Um, and Jennifer took to Instagram to share uh, some brave thoughts um, and went viral. And so we're going to talk to her today about um, what it's like being a Jewish actor um, in the current climate, uh, why she felt the need to speak out now, kind of where that bravery came from. Um, so Jennifer, I just want to thank you for having a strong voice, for speaking up. It is not easy, mm -hmm. um, but this is this is the Jewish way to, uh, you know, speak truth to power um, in times when it's dangerous to speak. So thank you, first of all, for having a strong voice. Thank you. Um Honestly, I feel like it's, you know, akin to the conversation that we're talking about and really um, arguably kind of like maybe where I learned my chutzpah was from <laughs> Fanny Bryce and, you know, Funny Girl. So I really appreciate you saying that and um, just naming that. Yeah, it feels a little scary to continue speaking up, but I also it is a core value, I think, of mine as a very proud Jewish woman and certainly as an artist. So, yeah. So, you know. A lot of what we've been doing at our Hollywood Bureau has been going to studios and talking about, you know, tropes that get written into Jewish characters and lack of, you know, positive Jewish stories being greenlit. My eyes kind of opened up more to the experience of the actor um, when we were at Sundance uh, this past January. And I met numerous Jewish actors who told me that they didn't feel comfortable with people knowing that they were Jewish. They felt like to yeah. get, you know, cast um, in roles, they had to downplay the, their Jewishness. They had to change their name. They had to not mention that. Um, and that was that was kind of alarming to me that, you know, mm. here we are in 2023 um, and this garbage is still happening. So, yeah. um, you know, I think um, Sarah Silverman sort of, I would say, brought this sort of Jew face uh, phenomenon or you mm -hmm. know, turn to the public. Um, and she was talking about um, a movie about Joan Rivers that was going to be cast by a non-Jewish actress. And she's, I think, started, I think, that conversation in sort of like a more of a mainstream place. But I would say in terms of Broadway, I think you've kind of, um, you know, created a real conversation um, from the Broadway angle. So take us through um, what conversations have been happening privately, because what you said in your Instagram story, and that's kind of where the, the viral moment happened was through Instagram stories. What conversations have you and your, you know, um, co-actors, co-Jewish actors been having about lack of authentic casting for Jews um, and kind of why was this moment the moment that you chose to say something publicly? 
Yeah, it's been happening for a really long time. Um, like any industry, it has been changing and morphing. You know, I think even just like 10 years ago when I first became a professional actor, I was going in for roles that I would never, ever go in for now. And um, there's a lot of learning and unlearning um, as we continue unpacking what it means to actually be inclusive um, and equitable um, for everyone. Um, I know for myself, you know, I, I've been in two professional productions of Fiddler on the Roof, and every time I was only one of two Jews um, the entire time. And I can tell stories about, you know, this one time I have a I have a solo show actually all about my Jewish identity. And I tell this story about this one time I was in Fiddler and the nigun that the bartender is supposed to sing at Seidel and Matul's wedding. And he gets on a stool and he's supposed to sing a song. And it's not really written in the book. And the director at the time, in full earnest, suggested that he sing Dreidel, Dreidel. And me and the only Jew had to like stand up in the middle of rehearsal and be like, ah, uh, no. So this was a long, I, that, you know, arguably this was a while ago and um, it was happening then and I was in the room for it. I've been having versions of this kind of conversation with my Jewish friends offline for years. Um, I think the reason this one really took and gained momentum was just because of the fact that Fanny Bryce was a real human being and her entire career was marked by her having to, and I say in large quotes, overcome bouts of anti-Semitism and succumb to these, you know, overthrowing these stereotypes around her nose, around her comedy, around her visuals, that she wasn't pretty enough, that she had to change her name. You know, all of these things as a real human being allowed me as a Jewish woman to come up in um, in this field and, and have a path. So the conversations that I've been having with um, other Jewish women specifically have been gorgeous, like absolutely gorgeous. It feels like a true blessing and a gift really in some strange back-ended way that I'm now connected to some unbelievable Jewish women who I never knew before, or I knew adjacent to other people prior to this experience. Um, I've also had just wonderful conversations with people who are not Jewish, who were like, I didn't realize that this was why people were upset. I always thought that it was this. Thank you for, you know, being brave and speaking out about it because now I've learned why this is complicated and how it's nuanced in a way that I perhaps didn't know beforehand. Um, and then there's obviously the scary conversations and the people that are sliding into your DMs and putting comments and other people's, you know, posts and stories that are really, um, bullies are very alive and well. And it's, um, I think why most people don't speak up and why I haven't in this way um, thus far. But yeah, I think this was kind of the tipping point, the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, at least having experienced this multiple times um, in different spaces and um, not, and knowing how many other, not even myself, like how many other incredible Jewish women could have told this story um, it was just really disheartening to know that somehow this was an exception yet again. So, you know, um, in terms of how the, the casting is done, um, I guess I want to, you know, sort of just raise this topic of authentic casting that's happening for other minority groups. Um, you know, there are certain, I would say, uh, characteristics of casting a black or Asian character that, you know, you, if that is what they look like, um, 
it it would be wrong to I mean there obviously was a stage where blackface was happening I don't know if anyone oh, yeah. did it you know uh with actually like darker makeup to try to make a white person like look at without doing uh mockery but there are certain sort of immutable um sort of racial features. And I think that's kind of like where things get sort of tricky or messy with the Jewish identity that there's not specifically a Jewish look, but there are certain things that may be more Jewish looking. But that goes into Ashkenormativity, right? We're talking about like people have this idea of a Jew looking like an Ashkenazi Jew, yeah. right? That there are certain stereotypical features that come from an Ashkenazi Jewish human. And in theory, sure, there are some accuracies to that, but that is not acknowledging the intersectionality of many Jewish humans, many yeah. of whom are Black, many of whom are Asian, many of whom are Latina, right? So what we're talking about here with Funny Girl specifically isn't, isn't about the fact that this actress is Latina, which she is. It's the fact that she's not Jewish. Would it have been unbelievably incredible, frankly, to have a Latina Jew go around the country and play this role? It would have been unbelievably important, frankly, mm -hmm. to have a, a black Jewish woman to go around this country in this role beyond important. That would have been so freaking cool. Right. Like, would that have been exactly what Fanny Bryce looked like? No. But would that have been erasing this idea that Jews look a certain way, which is adding to the stereotypes and perpetuating anti-Semitism? Yeah. You know, so that is I think that is really the nuance of of the crux of the complication really is like when we're talking about what Jews look like, you're erasing an entire group of humans who aren't of Ashkenazi descent, mm -hmm. who are Jewish. You know, mm -hmm. that is the complication of what it means to be a Jewish person. You could be a religious Jew and you could look a certain way because of how you dress as a religious Jew. You can be an atheist and a Jew and didn't matter back in you know 1930s to 1940s how you aesthetically were. If you were Jewish, no matter how you practiced or what you believed in, it didn't matter. It's an ethno-religion, right? And so we are erasing a whole gorgeous group of Jewish humans by not acknowledging that their Jewishness has nothing to do with their visuals or the alternative of their visuals have to, I mean, like it's all, it's really complicated. Yeah, yeah, complicated. But when it comes to casting, and I'm bringing this up because sort of a lot of casting is done by visuals, right? Is that not how casting is done? And so- now, there are other groups that, you know, Latina doesn't look a certain way or Muslim doesn't look a certain way, um, or maybe Arab might be a better way to say it. Um, somehow, I feel like the piece about not looking a certain way is sort of how they excuse excluding Jews from this conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, because we're viewing it as, as a, again, Ashkenazi way of looking. Right. Or perhaps um, seeing Jews only as a religion as opposed to an ethnic group. I guess my question is, why do you think that Jews are being excluded from this space in this conversation? Why do we not get the same treatment as the other groups? I mean, it's harder to spot anti-Semitism. <laughs> you know, I will say that. Um, I think it's also hard to uh, stand up for Jewish folks in this way because somehow people feel like it's taking away from the conversation around other minority groups who also need to be advocated for you know, I feel so often like it's like the oppression Olympics. I said this in another story of mine where it's like just because an oppressed people is oppressed and another group also talks about it doesn't take away from the fact that oppression is absolutely happening to another group of people. Um, a lot of things can be held at the same time. Um, and I think this is yet again one of those things where if we were to talk about 
you know, Jews in this way, then somehow we are taking away from other minorities who are going through similar, if not worse, <laughs> um, forms of erasure um, than the, than Jewish people are. Um, I think there's also just going back to tropes, you know, it's like there are, there are anti-Semitic and historical tropes around Jews controlling Hollywood and, you know, Jews having money and Jew, like there are ways that people have believed and been made to believe that Jews exist and how they exist. And if you were to look at statistics and you're looking at numbers in things, that actually isn't true. If you're looking at the reason so many Jews went into Hollywood, it's because they couldn't get jobs anywhere else because of anti-Semitism. Like, you know, if we're talking about the history of things, um, stereotypes exist and a lot of subconscious biases exist in so many of us around all sorts of humans. And I think this is one of those times where people aren't necessarily in touch with their own biases and how that is impacting the decision-making happening in this industry. Totally. Um, what are some of the most, um, I guess, messages that you got that made you feel the most, I guess, empowered or connected to the people that you heard from? What was the most um, edifying feedback that you got? Yeah, I think the strange thing is that I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> you know, again, like I was just simply sharing a story like I do on my own feed, like anybody does who has their own personal Instagram feed to my my friends and my own community that of people who follow me. Um, and I think the weird part and the unexpected part was how much, I guess, it resonated with so many people that then they were being like, I, I actually don't even want to speak words from my own mouth. Jennifer saying what I wish I could say, Jennifer saying what I wish I were brave enough to say, Jennifer saying everything I have thought. And so the amount of people that were sliding into the DMs that were like, thank you for speaking the way I wish I could. Um, that was a huge one. I had people that were sharing their own personal experiences um, the, of like asking advice. That was, I was like, ah, don't do that. Like, I'm not, you know, I, but like the, I'm, I've cast, I've been cast in the show and, you know, the leads it's, you know, parade and the leads aren't Jewish. And do I accept my role in this show? And it's like, who, like, I am not, I'm not here to give you an answer um, at all. First of all, you even thinking about this in a different way is beginning change. Even you acknowledging that this is something to grapple with is part of the conversation. So thank you. Whatever you decide and you choose to live with is, is your own life decision. I will not give you that. And also like, you know, thank you for beginning to have these conversations and seeing things in different ways. And this exact person came back and was like, I talked to my director and I voiced my, and I was like, oh my God, what about like, what a star. And so, you know, these people who, who felt felt um, empowered to uh, to have these conversations for themselves was really big. And then there was also, I had a couple people who were like, um, I wasn't going to say anything and your video inspired me to do so. And those people wouldn't have said anything. Um, and I'm really, really grateful that in any small way, I've, um, I guess, impacted people enough that they were able to feel agency within their own voice. And that feels really, really cool on a micro level to just know that people are feeling just a little bit of movement to speak up. And what about from allies? Um, you know, you said that people expressed that they didn't understand the situation or didn't this, you know, part of Jewish identity wasn't clear. Was anyone specific about what you educated them on that they misunderstood about, you know, the Jewish experience, not that there's one Jewish experience, but, you know, sort of the <laughs> diverse Jewish experiences. Yeah. I think the angle of 
why it's important that a Jewish person tell this particular story and the harm that this would do if it weren't done by a particular, by a Jewish person. Um, you know, the, again, the words, the lyrics, the choreography of this show, she sings, oi, 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 and like talks about her nose to have this happen through around the country to individuals who may or may not have ever encountered a Jewish person hmm. and having a person who is not Jewish stepping in into those words and those movements will perpetuate stereotypes. It will. You going around saying, oi, 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 and wearing bagels around your neck as private, you know, like private short. It's just, this, there's a number that's all about that. And hmm. you are doing harm because of the way that the show is written because her Jewish identity is integral to the story and the storytelling and and the lines that she has you're perpetu perpetuating stereotypes and the danger in doing that and i think that was the angle that for many of the people i spoke to who are allies in this that was the thing that they didn't quite understand why it was so important in this particular circumstance um and how it wasn't just you know jews complaining about jews not being cast um i also just you know it's i am not as an actor for myself, I didn't come into this industry to play Jews, period. I came in to play Jews and also play human beings. Arguably, I came in to play human beings. And if I get to authentically tell Jewish stories, what a gift. But I think there, you know, there's the flip side of this and the danger and the fear that I had in speaking out is like, oh, now Jennifer is only a Jew. I am a Jew and I am also a human being. And I, I want to make sure that I continue being able to be seen and um, and brought in for roles that are not just just do oh my god not just Jewish stories and also the importance that Jews myself and every other gorgeous Jewish human who is an actor can get to be seen for authentically for who they are. And that is the standard for other groups at this point. That it, you know sort of in general, I think what's being argued for and advocated for is let us play our own parts. And also we can play parts that are not specific to our identity. Would you agree? It's a slippery slope. I mean, it really is, right? Because again, it's like the more we put people into these boxes, then it's like, well, you can only play what you are. And right. it's like, well, again, you're also negating other people's, like people's intersectionality of many identities. It's like, well, if you aren't uh, as much this thing, then you can't, you're not as much this thing. It's like, that is the identity politics around that are so complicated and really borderline, pro borderlining problematic at, at times for me, um, because it is a really dangerous thing to only put people in boxes. I don't subscribe to that as a, as being an actor and certainly being a human. And it's also, if we're going to be putting people in these boxes, if that is how casting is being done for all these other groups of humans, then yes, we need to be authentically doing that for all the other groups. Do I believe that this is a trend that I want to be happening in perpetuity for people only playing themselves? No, but I also recognize that the importance of that right now in this moment, if we are talking about it being okay for other groups, it has to be okay for Jewish people to also play Jewish people. That's my biggest argument because sometimes, you know, the various things that we talk about, um, the authentic casting, I find we get the most pushback for. And I guess yeah. my response has been, um, I'm not saying this has to be the ultimate answer or always do it like this, but whatever other, every other group is talking about in their conversations, like, shouldn't we also be able to, you know, have that conversation too? I think it's the exclusion of Jews from these conversations I think my perspective is because we are seen as 
privileged and, you know, not needing help um, and not being oppressed and not being persecuted. Which goes back to stereotypes, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, And being white as opposed to, you know, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, it's the summertime right now. We have more color. Are you Ashkenazi? You keep talking about Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi, are you, are you Ashkenazi or Sephardic or a combination? I mean, does it does it matter? I mean, do you know what, do you know what I'm saying? Like, no. So I, the, the reason I'm sharing this is because I'm an Ashkenazi Jew who my whole mm-hmm. life has been mistaken for Sephardic. Yeah. Um, because I tend to have more olive skin. Um, right. And so even the, you know, boxing of Jews as white or white passing um, has never spoken to my experience. Because- well, it's also because it like it, it's it certain people are benefiting from that. And like, of course there's like white passing privilege. Like that's the very, very, very real thing. Um, and it's also like, it goes back to this idea that like, you're either white or you're not white enough, like depending on what group is oppressing you, like, or what group is, is criticizing you, you're either too white or you're not white enough. And it's like, you're never the thing that you are quote unquote needing to be depending on who is the one who is labeling you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I saw just for us. Have you seen Alex Edelman's Broadway show just for us? I have not, I'm not here on his press team, but I I would like to. Yeah. Yeah, but it's going to be closing middle of August. Jews need to go see it. Also, non-Jews really need to go see it. Um, But he talks all about that. I mean, a lot of the story that he tells is about him going to this like neo-Nazi white supremacist meeting and how like how is he there as this Jew who like is white, but also has these features that these these white supremacists are clearly labeling and seeing as like Jewish, right? Is that like just this idea that in that space, until the, it's named, I am Jewish, you're white, but until you're Jewish, now you're Jewish and we oppress you. Right. Mm-hmm. And this, it's a really, again, scary, dangerous time. And that is arguably why anti-Semitism is, is so rampant right now is because of this misunderstanding, this misnomer around what it actually means to be Jewish, the overlapping of the visuals of what you can be if you are intersectionally X, Y, and Z. Um, it's really complicated. And I think that erasing, um, people's identities or parts of their identities because they look a certain way and being like the stereotype of a Jew looks like this is only talking about a specific kind of Jewish person that comes from a specific area. And even then that person will still be oppressed depending on who is the person who was oppressing them. Totally. Have you heard from anyone within the theater world in more leadership positions um, from your stories, from your Instagram stories? No, um, I think, you know, again, for me, that's I, the fear that I have is like, I didn't ask for this reception. Um, I worry about um, getting some sort of backlash that is either seen or unseen for being for being outspoken about this, which in and of itself, I guess, would be a form of anti-Semitism. Um, and I think the way that I'm trying to marry it within myself is that I want to work with human beings who value this kind of inclusion the way that I do. And I strive to be in rooms with other individuals who want to also continue learning and unlearning the way that I want to continue learning and unlearning. Um, and if this means that there are certain people who view my video as, I guess, problematic, or I don't know what else, like insert negative word here, um, then I would also argue that these people are probably not my people. 
um, because if they're receiving those feelings as something other than what they are, which are my feelings and my personal beliefs at the moment, then uh, this would only be the beginning of like a really hard collaboration. And I am an artist to collaborate with people and learn from them and vice versa. So not yet, but I'm afraid of it. And also naming that I, I hope and have to, I have to believe that, um, it will be okay and work out the way it's supposed to, I have to, or like, how can I continue? (laughs) I mean, you know, look, I think we're in an age now where people are supposed to speak their truth and, you know, um, and this is not supposed to be easy conversations. That's the whole thing that, you know, when you challenge people, um, to examine, you know, the tropes or the unconscious biases that they hold, that's how they're supposed to do better. So, you know, you would hope that if a person actually is sincere about, um, these values, um, it would include hearing unexpected things. I sat in a room, um, at the television Academy had a diversity, equity, and inclusion summit, um, six months ago, where for two hours, they mentioned every group except for one. Um, and they said, you know, speak your truth, be brave. And at the very end of the session, they said, did we forget anything? And like my heart started pounding and I was mm. thinking, am I going to be the person that grabs the mic in a room full of diversity experts and tell them that they missed something? And then I thought like, how can I not? And I mm. grabbed the mic and I said, I'm sitting here for the last two hours in an inclusion conference, feeling absolutely invisible as a Jew. Wow. And attacks on our community are the highest they've been since we started measuring them 40 years ago. And the way that our community is depicted is, you know, fomenting hatred against Jews. And I was, I mean, my voice was shaking, you know, for most of my speech, but what happened was that literally every single Jew in the room came up to me to thank me for saying things that they had been so desperate to say. Um, And so many non-Jews, especially a lot of people of color came up to me to say they felt so um, aligned with how I described my experience, mm. um, as a Jew, never quite fitting in. And, you know, they, that was their experience too. Um, and some great collaborations came out of it. Great. Um, and yeah, I guess, you know, I did this as an outsider to the entertainment world, you know, you doing this as an insider in the entertainment world is that much more impressive. Thank you. Um, so I hope you do hear from leadership people, but in a good way, Jennifer, <laughs> Um, Put it into the universe, please bring it. (laughs) Sure. Um, And I hope, um, you know, I think when we see bravery, um, it inspires more bravery. Um, I posted, I saw um, a woman giving testimony about the Holocaust. She said when there was more and more signs around Germany, um, sort of demonizing Jews, she would look the other way um, Mm -hmm. because she just didn't want to, I guess, kind of said just because she didn't look at it didn't mean no one else looked at it everybody else was looking at these signs demonizing jews yeah um and when i shared recently about some of the troubling signs that we're seeing right now um one of our fans said i wasn't going to share it in my network but then when i read that piece about the woman just looking the other way Mm -hmm. because if she doesn't see it then no one's seeing it but realizing that's not true that gave her the courage to speak up so um thank you for speaking up um it's you know it's really important again like how every single you know character is cast, I don't feel like fully, um, you know, I definitely hear the thing about the nose and the oi, that can be really, really problematic. But does every single, you know, Jewish character need to be cast to, to play by a Jew? I'm not certain about that, but certainly we need to be part of this conversation and people yeah. need to be listening if they care. If they are people who clear, claim they care about these issues. Yeah. Um, so thank you for, for giving voice 
from the inside. Um, and thank you for, you know, um, like living up to the values of our people, which is, you. you know, speaking, uh, speaking up for truth. Um, and we wish you a lot of, uh, continued success in your, uh, in your acting journey. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And thanks so much for listening. You can catch the same time, same place next week. Bye-bye. Thank you.